Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast live and in studio. Welcome back. We are back a month off. We appreciate everyone's patience during our hiatus, but we are back and bigger and better than ever. We hope you enjoyed our... Weekly episodes. I enjoyed the weekly episodes. Oh my God, I enjoyed them so much. They were so fun. We had a lot to talk about in each episode. These past 30 days have been nothing short of splendid, incredible, wonderful, amazing. Some might say peaceful. So peaceful. And this is the longest we had gone without doing a show in studio. So it feels so crazy to be back. No, I feel weird. I feel weird, but I feel so excited. Like, I feel as though, like, my mouth can't match up with the excitement of the words in my head. I feel that as well. But it does feel weird to be back. Um... Yeah, I mean, we have, we have a regular show for you guys today. Of course, Fast Five Stories. We're recapping Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, so we're back to our regular schedule, but we missed you guys. How are you? We did. We really, really missed you. We missed being in the studio. I mean, THEO is here, mm-hmm. and I think he's excited to get back to work, you know, back to his normal daily grind. He's on his hustle now. Like, ever since we got back from our trip, like, you could just tell his energy is very different in the house. He kind of like the rest of us, has the blues. Well, you know what? The I mountain actually, blues. I don't have the blues. I have a little case of the blues just because we had the most amazing time. And it's like, even though like being home is cool and great in the city, it's coming alive, everyone. It is. And, and we have to talk about that. And I want to talk about that. Um, even though all of those things are happening, like, what do you do when you just had such a great time and then that time has to come to an end? Well, so like, we actually had the honor of having the longest vacation ever. So like, I actually had a like time to come to peace with it. And when I got home, I, I was dreading going home. But when I got home, I was like, oh, my God, thank God. I love my apartment still. The air conditioning's fabulous. Like, I, I was happy with my home. And I think a happy home life is, is important. Yeah, it is important. So that's why I'm just feeling, I agree, there's, there's life in the city. It's teeming with life. People, there was traffic today. I was like, yes, queen. Like, it's, <laughs> it's busy. Yeah. It's busy Phillips. It's busy. And... I guess a lot of people had left the city for the summer, for the quarantine, and now people are coming back. And when you just, like, drive around the city, like, there is life. And it's very exciting. And it makes me want to, like, be positive Mm -hmm. that things are going to get better. I made a decision yesterday to be positive. I made a decision, like, I think a week ago to be positive. And I was talking to my friend Rebecca, and she was, like, saying, but the city. And I was like, let's just try and be positive. Yeah, I just, I do find it interesting that you said, like, a week ago that you were going to be positive. And I was with you for the week, and I didn't really notice a difference. Well, because we weren't in the city, so I wasn't talking about city things. Oh, so you decided you were going to be positive starting Sunday. Like, when I got back to the city, I was going to have a positive attitude about the city until I had, like, you know, a reason not to until proven otherwise yes like I just I'm gonna try and be positive 
And I'm going to be positive. Me too. And you know, it's like, I think when we were hating on the city so much, it was also at the height of the summer season temperature wise, which is always, even not in the middle of a pandemic, it's always the worst time in the city because it's just so hot and dirty. And now that we've come down to like a cool 72 degrees Fahrenheit, I'm feeling like the city um, is more tolerable. Like I want to say there was a lot going on for sure. And the city was not at its best, but I blame a lot of it on the temperature. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of different things happening. Some things that have gotten better, some things that haven't changed at all. But I'm just going to push the facts aside and be positive. Be positive, <laughs> yes. I want to be like everyone else. Yeah. New York's like, going to come back. Okay, yeah, sure. And like outdoor dining, let's hit it. I don't know about that. No, we have to. That's what's, That's how you be positive, you outdoor dine. Okay, but like what about the roaches? I think that since people are coming back, like the roach on roach crime has sort of dispersed and disbanded. Yeah. I think know? they've been like pushed back into their tunnels. Like the roach mafia has been broken up and now like they're just going and you know, back to their dumpsters and stuff yeah. and like things because the normal cycle of things, restaurants are open, people are eating in their apartments, like the roaches have dispersed because at one time they were getting super concentrated in the five restaurants that were open. Yeah, I feel as though the big families, the roach families have decided to just... Part, part ways. Yeah, they, they've broken up the monopoly yeah. of roaches. You, you hate to see it, you know? Yeah, I do. Five see- powerful New York families. <laughs> no, you do hate to see it, but it's what's best for the city. Mm-hmm. So in order for us to maintain our positive attitude, like that has to happen. Yeah, but justice for the Corleone family. Justice for the Rochellas. Um, so we're not going to talk about roaches today the entire time. I know that may sound incredibly shocking to you. We have a fabulous, fabulous show full of fabulous, fabulous things because we are a couple fabulous, fabulous girls. We are a couple of fabulous, fabulous girls. I actually, in picking the stories, like they're all 10 out of 10 stories. A plus. Can't wait to talk about them. Before we, you know, dive in and, and talk about anything else, let's check in with us, you know, because oh, okay. we've had a lot going on. Mental health check, inner peace check. MHC, mental health check. My mental health is strong. My mental health is at its best that it's been, like, in months. And I think it has a lot to do with this um, drug I've been taking. It's called Kaler. And (laughs) (laughs) basically, uh, we had the honor, the privilege of spending the last five weeks with our niece, Michaela. And it was just so... It was intoxicating. So, oh my God. I was literally going to say the word intoxicating. I couldn't fig- figure out the right word, but I landed on it. Intoxicating. Just to be in her presence and smell her juicy neck rolls. Like to smell that scalp, to take a whiff of the mm. Kaler. Mm. And of course, like queen of nicknames over here. Like we have murdered Michaela's name. Yeah. And now she's Kaler, Kalicious, Kaler. Kaler spelled K-A-Y-L-E-R. Kaler Swift. Swift, basically. <laughs> That's where we're at now. We'll keep you updated on all the nicknames. But I just want to let you know, like, if you are having some struggles, like finding your inner peace or just like getting your mental health in check, I suggest you go sniff a baby's scalp because that shit is just, like I said, intoxicating. Intoxicating. Go find the nearest baby. Take a whiff. Ask for permission from oh, the mother. Yes. Of course, of course. And just let those baby scents roll through you it's like endorphins no it is it's it's a beautiful thing the killer was so sensational like that was really such a highlight of the trip there were so many highlights and you know what's so crazy is like we're the closest family of all time all time and i never thought i would say these words but like somehow in the last 30 days like we became closer agreed like we are so close right now like even we got back on saturday and then yesterday we all went over to olivia's to watch football like we just can't get enough of each other no i know like what's it like to have family that you hate can't relate can't fucking relate. Um, so yeah, that's just like a little a little bit about us. Yeah. So we took the time and I think it just like 
the rewards came in droves. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys giving us the grace in this space. Like, I know a lot of people rely on the show every day to get ready for work or commute to work, and it wasn't ideal not having us here. Um, but if you kept up with our weekly episodes and our Patreon, it was basically like we were there every day. There but was so much fun to be had, you guys. There was so much fun to be had. But again, thank you for giving us the space, but we're back. Um, and we said this on the video, I mean, on the audio weekly episodes, but maybe not everyone listened. Um, we, there was a lot of conversation about, like, Jackie and Claudia, are they ever coming back? And like, I literally got so many messages of people being like, please, like, don't quit the toast. And then when we posted our Keeping Up with the Kardashians statement that they were um, ending Keeping Up with the Kardashians, like, so many people just assumed that the statement was from us ending our show, which, like, love that we think, pe- people think we're like the Kardashians, but whatever, I digress. Um, we just have to say, like, plain and simple, like, we ain't going anywhere. Yeah, we said it then, and just in case, like, you're more of a visual person um, and you didn't hear it, like, we're not going anywhere. We absolutely love this show. We love you guys. We love doing this fabulous job. And, like, we will be doing this until we can't no mo. Yeah, and, like, it's our job, so, like, we have to do it, you know? Yeah, we also, like, need jobs. Yeah, so. So. Security, you know what I'm saying? Um, so that's, I think, all, all we have she, to catch up yeah, on. I think that's like all she wrote for this chapter. For this and chapter. And then I think she's going to launch into a new chapter. And speaking of chapters, you guys, it's a great time to become a redhead. Like September for me just is reminiscent of back to school. Yeah. Like if you're not going back to school or you've graduated a long time ago, like the redheads is classes in session. Is the book that you read me a redheads book? No, and I'm actually really wishing that I had chosen it because I read her Eliza Starts a Rumor and it was so good. Absolutely loved it. She loved it. And what's so funny about it is that at its core, it's about um, a Facebook group and yeah. Facebook group drama. And Hello, did we write the book? It was so good. And so it would have been fun to talk about it on the redheads. I will talk about it. And I'm, I told like the crew to read it to so maybe someone else will have read it and we'll talk about it during the episode but no the book for the redheads is the unraveling of cassidy holmes and if you're like a pop culture girl band 2000s era celebrity stan Mm -hmm. i think it's the book for you oh wow so it's the book for ben (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah pretty much um okay well join the redheads and catch up on all of our tnn shows you can follow toast news network on instagram lauren elizabeth margaret joseph they have a ton of new episodes and the snatchler returns in october wow that is so exciting very exciting for claire slash taisha's season i don't know what the hell's happening over there, but we'll find know. out. Um, Without so, further ado, you think it is time for okay. the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. And before we go any deeper, you know, get ourselves into a mess we can't get out of, I think it's really important that we all always remember something very important. Today's episode is brought to you by Stamps. As we slowly adjust to a new normal, we still need to be smart about how we do business. Luckily, there's Stamps.com to make things easier. Thousands of small business owners have discovered the benefits of Stamps.com in recent months. You can print postage on demand and avoid going to the post office with with Stamps.com. You'll save money with discounted rates you can't even get at the post office. And they also offer UPS services with discounts up to 62% and no residential surcharges. Stamps.com brings all the mailing and shipping services you need right to your computer in the comfort of your own home or office. So whether you're a small business sending invoices and online seller shipping out products, or just a regular gal working from home and needs to mail stuff, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just leave it for your mail carrier. And like we said with Stamps.com, you get great discounts, like five cents off every stamp and up to 62% off UPS and USPS shipping rates. Right now, our listeners can get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, 
plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in TOAST. That's Stamps.com. Enter the code TOAST at the top of the homepage. Thank you, Stamps.com. We were actually using Stamps.com quite a bit while we were away because we were in the middle of nowhere, and we didn't know how to like ship stuff out, and we had, we had business to take care of. Stamps.com came through. We run a media company. I don't know. Have you guys ever heard of it? We, we invented Post-its. <laughs> We invented, we invented podcasting. Toast, toast-its. <laughs> okay, first story. Really the big news of the day is that TikTok will partner with Oracle in the U.S. after Microsoft loses the bid. God is good. We're being saved. Thank you, Oracle. <laughs> I've never heard of you before. TikTok and Oracle will become business partners in the U.S., a deal meant to satisfy the Trump administration's national security concerns about the short-form video app, according to a person familiar with the matter. And this is also according to CNN, who's according to a person familiar with the matter. And yes, everyone is reporting that Oracle will take over TikTok's U.S.-based operations. And today is literally like the last last day day of that 45-day time period to get their shit together. And yesterday the news came out that Microsoft and TikTok like couldn't reach an agreement. So I was like, oh my God, it's over. Yeah, I I was just like, what's going to happen if no deal is made? Like, will the app just like disappear from your phone? Right. So I'm happy for the talkers and really for everyone. I'm happy for myself that this deal has been made. Maybe I'll be making my TikTok TikTok return. return. Jackie's been off TikTok for a while. Well, I've been putting in so much time, effort, resources, and energy. And uh, I still only have 90,000 followers. That's a lot. That's a lot. Like... I know it's, it's not. not. I know it's not where you want to be. I, I, I honestly, I just at least want to be at a hundred thousand. Like, okay, so you'll get there. But like, I've literally been at ninety like for months. I mean, okay, you just I, need your big break. But just keep putting in the work. Consistency is key. Like, why don't you take some of the social media advice that you give to others? You know, it's like you can't expect to just become an influencer. Overnight. I, by the way, excuse me. I never expected that. I'm just consistently. One day you will be an influencer. <laughs> Honestly, it's never been a worse time to be an influencer. Like, honestly, I I always used to like struggle like labeling myself. I'm like, what am I? I'm a comedian. I'm an influencer. I'm a podcast host. Like, I will literally never refer to myself as an influencer, even though like I really am. Because it is just like, I don't want to be associated. Like, it is such a bad time to be an influencer. Like, I am a podcast host and comedian. Okay. That's what I want to be. Yeah. Okay. So then why crying about TikTok? No, I just feel like because I'm consistently putting out like really A plus hundred content and it's just like falling flat. Well, I hear that. So I think what you need to do is sort of like shift your outlook. And so think to yourself, like, why are you putting out this A plus fire content? Who is it for? Is it for you? Or is it or is it for these people like that you're hoping to garner? It's both. It's both. I feel like I'm being authentic to myself while also trying to carve out an audience for myself. And funnily enough is I've been saving all my TikToks and of course just like uploading them to Reels where they're just like outperforming everything. Like oh, wow. slaying it on Reels. But like who fucking cares about Reels? I don't know. Reels might be... Th- the next big thing. I don't know. And if it is, I'll be left behind because I've never posted one. That's true. And that's something I can live with. But back to the steal. We're being saved. Thank you, Oracle. Um, still unclear like what you do and like how you have so much money to buy TikTok. But I'm not going to question where your funds come from. I'm just it's really It's a technology happy. app, you know, like software and such. Mm. I... I'm frequently purchasing software, so I find and it such. shocking. You are and such. such. I'm actually more often than not purchasing and such before I'm purchasing my software. Yeah. So it's shocking that I've never come across Oracle. Maybe you have, but maybe they're just like B2B. Yeah, and I know that it's pronounced Oracle, but like I'm literally incapable of... Oracle. Oracle! Love it. Love it. Well, we're so happy that we're all going to stay on TikTok. This is an exciting development and hopefully an exciting end to an ongoing story. This, yeah, this was just like a weird story from the beginning and it was just like the divergence of like a lot of different people. Thank you. 
okay. convergence of like a lot of different like people and subjects, like people who are into media. We're not talking about politics. People who are politics. We're like talking about TikTok. And honestly, I'm hoping that we could just like get past this and TikTok and just renegade till we die. It's been a while. Well, honestly, I just did like every single move. I know you couldn't see because I was like going. No, really I was fast. watching you in the screen. And I and you were going really fast. Really fast. <laughs> um, okay, our next story is a little more TikTok related news <laughs> because TikTok star Addison Rae has been cast in the She's All That remake. Okay, this is really an interesting, exciting, a little confusing story, and I look forward to getting your thoughts. But here's. The information. TikTok star Addison Rae Easterling has been cast in the upcoming remake of the 1999 teen comedy She's All That, one of the greatest movies ever made. We absolutely love to see it. Of all time. The gender-swapped reboot titled He's All That, like to see that as well, Mm -hmm. has been in the works for years and recently started to gain traction again. Mark Waters, the filmmaker behind Mean Girls and Freaky Friday, is set to direct. So this is set to be a wonderful movie on all fronts. The film will reimagine the plot from a teenage girl's perspective with Easterling taking on a role inspired by Freddie Prinze Jr.'s character, huh. Zachary Seiler from the original She's All That. I love this movie. Um, and also I had read that, um, oh yeah, He's All That puts a 21st century spin on the original with the remake following an influencer who attempts to turn a nerdy boy into prom queen. Prom oh king. my God, wait, that's so cute, first of all. Uh-huh. I, but it could, it could go either way. Yeah, of course. It's probably going to be garbage, but whatever. Like, Not, could, I, you could say that, but with Mark Waters directing. I agree. But by the way, what we consider a good movie and like what society considers a good movie is not the same thing. Yeah. So like, I think we'll enjoy this movie. I don't know about society. I don't know what Rotten Tomatoes is going to give it. I don't know. I think it has the, the potential to be like the big teen movie of the year. You yeah. Know? And it's been a while since we had one. And I also feel like a lot of times when movies tap into 21st century culture and we're going to have an influencer and they're going to be like Instagramming and like you're your local high school influencer. Yeah. It just reminds me of that movie on Netflix, Prom Queen, mm-hmm. which I don't think that you saw. Don't waste your time. Madeline like Patch. Yeah, I did was, see it. It was so bad. Awful. So bad. And I just, anytime I hear that there's going to be like an influencer plot in a movie, I just think of that movie. And so I, I shudder. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> um, but I really am holding out hope for this because it has all the makings. And by the way, Addison Ray is just, I mean, obviously everyone knows this. She's everything of the sort. Like following her on Instagram has been one of the great joys of my summer. I completely agree. And when I saw this news, I'm like, I hope we speak about it on the, on the toast. Because once I read this story, I started formulating my thoughts and I'm just like, First of all, this is a great cast. Like, for Addison's career and for the movie, like, I love the convergence of media and TV. Like, it's fabulous. But I just think that, like, Addison Rae is a star. Like, I think she is so fabulous, so funny. I love how she's, like, a good role model as far as I know. And I just, we, I stand. I really, really stand. Yeah, let's just hope that she can act. That's really yeah. what this movie, what will make her break this movie. Like, if she's, like, a really good actress like this movie will be really good and like she'll become like an a-list like Lindsay actress. Lohan yeah but if, I mean, it, if she's a bad actress she doesn't have to be an amazing actress in order for this to like really blow up for her she needs to just be good like I hope she's putting in the work since she got the role like with an acting coach and like taking classes like it's important it's not just about like the TikTok followers like you need to bring it for the movie too Yes, of course. Otherwise, the movie just becomes like a straight-to-DVD nightmare. Yeah, no, it becomes like your favorite genre of movies, which is like bad movies. Yeah, and you know, so either way, I'm bound to love it. I'm also just looking forward to like a full, like a screen of Addison Rae's face for like 60 minutes. Yeah. Very exciting. 
it's very exciting. I really like the story development and for the record, like the statute of limitations on this reboot like was definitely reached and appropriate. Of course, timing. of course. I'm so glad you brought that up. Um we always say this when we report on like Addison Ray's like newest business venture, but yet again, I feel as though whoever is guiding her and managing her and like just taking care of like her career is doing an excellent job, whether yeah. it's like her parents or her management. I feel like every time we report on like a decision or a business move that she's made, like it's always something like I would agree with. And if it was me, I would have done shrewd as hell, shrewd as hell, but like with long term thinking you know like yeah. if, if this does like be what we think it could be like the mean girls of our year watch how it's literally like a piece of shit straight to dvd but like whatever um if it does do that like i feel like it'll really like change the course of her career yeah it could i just love her yeah i love big her fan too. huge okay next story is really crazy um the bachelor's colton underwood oh. allegedly placed a tracking device on cassie's car also claims uh, harassing texts so we found out last week that Cassie Randolph filed for a restraining order against Colton. According to legal docs obtained by TMZ, Cassie filed last on Friday in L.A. Um, and TMZ obtained the court docs in which Cassie claims Colton's been stalking and harassing her with unsettling text messages. She claims Colton also went as far as planting a tracking device taped to the bottom of the back bumper of her car to keep track of her whereabouts. And Cassie claims Colton's been showing up uninvited to her L.A. apartment and her parents' house in Huntington Beach. She claims he takes obsessive walks to her apartment complex and loitered in the alley outside her bedroom window at her parents' Huntington Beach house at 2 a.m. Cassie, who says they broke up in mid-April, goes on to claim some of the harassing text messages included accusing her of hanging out with her old ex-boyfriend. She alleges Colton also sent anonymous text messages to her and to himself, pretending to also be a victim of the anonymous stalker. Cassie claims Colton later admitted to sending the messages and planting the tracking device. Okay. This is, a, like, a really problematic story. Mm -hmm. I just want to say, I'm so sorry for Cassie for, like, having to deal with this, because, honestly, I can't imagine that, like, Colton dating Colton was like that great that like you would put up with some shit like this like I'm sure it was mediocre and like have like stayed together for the cameras and now she's dealing with all of this I think Colton and I try I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt but like yeah I, I think he has proved to be like one of the biggest freaks of all time and like I don't approve of this at all and he responded in like an a, a paragraph on reality Steve's website it was just like such a weird this was like major major news you don't give this to like gossip blog like you give it to like us weekly or something you know um and he didn't really deny anything but he didn't he just said like he hasn't seen Cassie in a while like yeah, okay she didn't look out her bedroom window <laughs> no no but also like what is that that's like saying like I ate an apple today like that's neither here nor there like what answer the question yeah did you do it this he is so problematic like the tracking device on the car is so insane. To me, I think the most insane thing is sending himself stalker text messages so as to, like, not have anyone think that it was him behind the stalker. No, this is, like, category 100 insanity level. I'm glad that she's getting a restraining order. This is not how I expected, like, this breakup to go down. Not at all. And he should really be ashamed of himself. Oh, I, I hope that he's like riddled with shame. But according to the statement that you read, he's not? I don't know. I mean, I actually feel really bad for Cassie. I feel like she went on the, the season of The Bachelor and like a lot of her friends like had really, really positive experiences. Like, well, Kaylin got like some shit, but like Kaylin's now in like a, a very happy, healthy relationship. And I feel like Cassie just like really couldn't catch a break. I think she tried to make it very clear 
that like she wasn't into Colton and like she left. And I think in a lot of ways she got kind of ambushed into the relationship. And when it was finally time for it to be over, like she just like can't get away from him. And he's like the like the torturous ex, like you just literally cannot get rid of. I wonder what Lucy Hale thinks of all this. Yeah, I mean, it's easiest to look back on all of that now and be like, of course he's crazy. He jumped the fence. That's sign number one, red flag. And like she left because she didn't like him. And maybe that is actually the reality. But like it also has been a year and a half, two years since all that happened. And to be in a fake relationship for that long, I think there had to have been like some love between them. Yeah. And so, yes, you can look back on all of that now and be like, all the signs were there. She never liked him and he's always been crazy and obsessive. Or like this is, she liked him. She didn't know how to sort out her feelings and I actually wouldn't have thought at the time that like she had a bad experience on the match I feel like she had the ideal experience like she was just like the apple of his eye and she left on her own terms and the show ended because of her like and she never had to deal with like you know an unflattering edit or some of the things that Kaylin had to deal with and yes Kaylin got a happy ending at the end of it but like what she went through to get there what, I don't like wasn't even worth most, it most people actually would not be able to handle yeah, that no wouldn't I wouldn't have stuck it out to even see through to the happy ending because like yes it's so negative I love Kaylin I love Kaylin yeah um I just feel like Colton is a freak and I feel like now I, I genuinely like I will never look at him the same again oh my god never and this, I hope that there's like no situation in which like he's on my tv again like no honestly I'm, I'm out this type of behavior is like so dangerous and abusive and I really feel like Bachelor Nation would be in arms if like Colton was continued to be given a platform by ABC, which actually I don't think he is going to or has been. He's like has a bad relationship with ABC. He like bashed him in the book and he's like, and I didn't listen, but he did a podcast just like going in on his relationship with production. And so it's like not a great relationship. Yeah. But I just think like it would be a real, it'd be setting a really bad tone for this show which has a really majority of like female followers to continue to give like this is really toxic abusive behavior and like it's it's like funny because like it's fucking crazy but at the end of the day it's like not funny like stalking is not funny in any way no not and he's at a all freak like and a restraining order and like is serious business no it's like it's like crazy because these are celebrities but like at the end of the day like this is these are like two real people and it's actually really scary yeah it is um and weird so we'll keep you posted on on that story if any uh, further news comes out. Like justice for Cassie. Justice for Cassie. She and should... justice for Cassie because the Daily Mail posted uh, <laughs> an article and they used a picture of Michelle. That's so crazy to me. But also I hope that like next year Cassie goes on Bachelor in Paradise. Or like is the Bachelorette or something, you know? Love to see it. She needs, she needs to find love. I think Bachelor in Paradise would be good for her. She seems really chill. Yeah. And you have to be, I mean you can be crazy and go and sure. But... It's good to be a chill person Agreed. on Bachelor in Paradise. They need that kind of energy. Yes. Are you ready for our next story? Do you think I'm ready? I don't think so because I'm not going to, I don't want to like alarm you, but it looks like you're having a flare up. Shit. Of RDH. Oh shit. Okay. Let me get, let me get to this really quick. <laughs> Ooh, it hurts. Um, <laughs> today's episode is also brought to you by Noom. Getting in shape doesn't have to be about losing a specific amount of weight or a magic number on the scale. It's about building healthier habits and feeling better about yourself. If fitting into a favorite pair of jeans is your goal, then that's great. But there are many reasons why you might want to practice self-care and every person is different. Because everyone is different, Noom adjusts to your lifestyle. They teach you the psychology behind the decisions you make and then help you keep track of everything from workouts and steps to analyzing your diet and recommending healthy recipes. Noom also connects you with a personally assigned goal specialist and a community of other Noomers so you have all the support you need to empower change. 
Noom is the habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. Based in psychology, Noom teaches you why you do the things you do and empowers you with the tools you need to break bad habits and replace them with better ones. Noom is not a diet. It's a healthy and easy-to-stick-to way of life. No food is considered good, bad, or off-limits on Noom. They teach you moderation, and it can be used in conjunction with many pre-existing popular diets if you want. Noom teaches you how to look inside your own mind and make better decisions for yourself. They have one of the biggest and most accurate food databases available that lets you track your meal habits, visualize portion sizes, and see calorie density at a glance. We're all strapped for time, so Noom is just asking you to commit to 10 minutes a day for yourself. And if you go off track, there's absolutely no shaming with Noom. There's just tips to help you get back on track tomorrow. Chat with your goal specialist and the Noom community to get and give help to people going through the same thing. You don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com slash toast. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash toast to start your trial today. That's Noom.com slash toast to start your trial today. Thank you, Noom. Everyone check it out. What do you have to lose? Okay. I said that already. No, it's it's like... I just like to repeat. Like, sign on. What do you have to lose? Okay. Okay. Next story. Kardashians could ink a streaming deal with Netflix, Apple, or Amazon soon. Just because the Kardashians have axed their reality show, it doesn't mean they're leaving TV screens. Insiders expect the family to have a big streaming deal within a year, they told Page Six. And a source close to the family said they're even mulling starting their own media company. As we reported uh, last week, the family ditched E! after 20 seasons of Keeping Up, in part because the network couldn't keep up with their ever-increasing salary demands. Now we're told that they're interested in signing a more lucrative streaming deal with one of the online giants, such as Netflix, Apple, or Amazon. Ugh, I hope they don't go to Apple. So E! had paid the family $150 million the last time they renewed their contract in 2017, but with fellow TV titans such as Ryan Murphy and J.J. Ab- at Abrams signing streaming deals worth a reported $300 million, they could find much bigger paydays online. Yeah, I mean, now it's come out like through a bunch of sources that they're not quitting TV. It's just that like E could no longer afford them, especially after saddling up 150 mil like only three years ago. Um, and them going to the streaming wars actually makes a lot of sense because like they're so expensive and wherever they go, their audience will follow and they'll yes. have an audience no matter. Like it doesn't really matter. Like I can tell you that wherever they take their show, like if I'm not already a subscriber, I will become one. 100%. But I and do- there's not that many people or shows that, that people have can that. say that about. 100%. Where it's like, oh, if you want to go to Apple Plus, like, okay, have fun. I'll see you on Instagram. No, it's really like an institution. Like, a lot of people were like, all right, I'm going to sign up for HBO Max because Friends and The Office mm-hmm. are on it. It's one of those, like, cult-like um, shows. But I do think it's really interesting, this concept that's, like, being floated around of them perhaps starting their own media company slash streaming service. I and mean, if you think about it, like, they're all so different in so many ways. And, like, kind of how they, had, like, flip it like Disick. Like, E was really trying. And not they weren't doing a good job. But they were trying to capitalize on, like, each of the sisters' individual, like, things and how they did all those spinoffs. And I don't think they really, um, like, stuck with it enough. But I think, like, the idea of them having their own platform and having to fill this platform up with different content. And you could do, like, an interior design with Courtney. Like, everyone really does have their own thing. And I think it would be interesting. I don't know if it would be as successful. And it reminds me of when they did those apps that I thought were, like, so successful. But then they shut them down. Yeah, I guess... I think it was just, like, too much work for not enough payoff. And I think when they first launched, they were successful. Because that was, like, where things were going was apps. At the time. And then that's not where things are going anymore. Mm -hmm. So, I agree. It would be interesting for them to do their own media brand and I definitely think they could they have so much content already even though E might own it so they might have to start definitely. fresh but I do think each girl like could have their her own show but then again that is so much work yep. and to also like run 
a streaming service yourself like is a lot of money and a lot of work and so it might just behoove them and they have so many other businesses that like are their passions yeah that I actually think while they might entertain what a K media looks like they will ultimately sign with a big platform. Yes, I agree. I think as a consumer, I would rather just watch them on like Amazon Prime. But as someone who just like watches this stuff, I think it would just be like a fascinating case study like to see if they did start their own streaming service. Like how would that work? Yeah. And would it be successful? Yeah. So I hope that we find out soon. I feel like according to this article within the year and also their next season is going to premiere. In, like their next, their season we have premieres two more seasons. on Thursday, which I'm so excited. And then they have one more season that's going to premiere in 2021 and then they're done with E. So I feel like we might not get an answer about this till 2021. It's definitely somewhere in their contract that like they can't start another show until at least. No, they wouldn't start the show, but I just want the announcement. Like I'm just curious yeah. who's going to win the Kardashians. Me too. And like for how much? Yes. I feel like it could set a record, like a streaming record. They deserve $500 million. I mean, as far as I know, the biggest streaming deal that I've heard of is Adam Sandler with Netflix. How much? Somewhere between three and $500 million to Okay, do... sorry. They deserve a billion dollars. No, like th- when you think about it, like no, they, do, they do. Collectively, there's eight, eight of the yeah, biggest and they stars. To, okay, they have to give 50% for taxes and then they have to split it eight ways. 10% to Kris Jenner. 10% to Kris Jenner. And then I'm sure they also have like other agents and right. stuff that get a cut and like lawyers. Mm-hmm. And then they have to split it eight ways. So I actually, I think I'm, it should be two billion. I me. actually think that's conservative. I would go four. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you can't like, put a price on maybe them. Maybe five just to sweeten the deal and like just to outshine the other competitors. That would be crazy. Like, I think just, they are worth $5 billion. I completely agree. And I think as a family, they've generated way more than $5 billion in, like, revenue from all of their ventures. Endeavors, yes. It'll just be really fascinating to watch, like, what happens here. Watch what happens live. Yes, I totally agree. Fifth and final story, a little exciting news for the girl in her cardigan. Taylor Swift will perform Betty at the 2020 ACM Awards. You guys, this is so fabulous. Taylor Swift will perform at the 2020 ACM Awards on Wednesday, marking her first performance at a country show in seven years. The Grammy winner will perform her single, Betty, from her eighth studio album, Folklore. She tweeted on Sunday, about to show up at your party at ACM Awards. If I showed up at your party, would you help? Would you want me? Would you kiss me on the porch in front of all your stupid friends? I mean, okay, so for, for us Taylor Swift fans, this is such an exciting announcement. One, because Taylor Swift is coming to our TV. We love when she performs at an award show. But for me, this go- goes way deeper. And yes, I am wearing my cardigan today. No, I did not get it for free like Stand some other influencers. It's from the website. I had to pay $49 for it. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but why this is so exciting is because. Why is this announcement more exciting than other announcements? What I have been waiting for as a Taylor Swift stand probably since. Red came out. Red was like her official, I think, first pop album, even though she had been like moving in the pop direction. Well, 1989 was the first official. Like, Not categorized. Red. No, Red was like still somehow country. So I've just been waiting for like her to pick her guitar back up and like her harmonica and just like be country. And I felt like with Folklore, like this is the first time since 1989 that I have gotten like a glimpse of a glimmer of hope that like we might be heading back towards country. Because when I first started playing Betty and like there was a harmonica, like I just knew and a banjo, I knew that like we were headed that way. Like we were getting on a flight to Nashville. And now just having her announced that she's performing at the ACM Awards, like, that just makes everything I felt before, like, much more concrete. Yeah. And I really feel like the possibility of getting a Taylor Swift 
country album like is not is now not so crazy Oh, I, I actually think that her having Betty on this album and the whole album in general is like the closest we're going to get to country for a while. I don't no. think this is taking us like on a flight to Nashville. Like I think she stopped over in Nashville no, no, and no, is no, going to no. continue Absolutely on not. her way. No, no, no. I'm just saying, no. like, okay, these no. are opinions, so there's no right or wrong. That's my opinion. No. I just think like while it might not be the next album or even the next next album, it's now in the realm of possibility where I felt as though for a while like it was never going to happen. I guess. I mean, it could be like the next, 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 whatever. But I just don't think that's part of like her plan. Like, I think her next album will not be country. We'll just see. And I think this is her like appeasing that little girl from Instagram. Well, I'm not appeased. A, who does a morning show I'm not called appeased. The Morning Toast. It's not enough. Really? I mean, folklore is amazing, but not to satisfy my country needs. needs. It really is like folksy. It's like alternative. And Betty, and there are a few songs that are like a little bit more country, but it's not a country album by no, any no, means. No, 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 no. But like that it just scratched a little. Yeah, no, no. I feel as though like a little scratch on my butthole, but like not yeah, enough. Like a one finger, but not like an X on the bug bite. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a full scratch. Yeah. Um, also, Folklore is like number one again for like the fourth or fifth week. I saw on Pop Crave. You absolutely, me too. I get all my music news from Pop Crave. Um, you just love to see it, you know? You do love to see it. And it's such a good album. And I feel like it must be so funny for her because she wrote this out like really stream of consciousness and put something out and it's a sign of the times in quarantine. And I'm sure while she hoped that it would do great things, like there wasn't the whole marketing press machine that she usually does and like I, I think at this point it's outperformed like her last two albums uh-huh. and for it to sort of have been an afterthought compared to like what goes into lover the planning and what the strategy. went into reputation like wiping her Instagram clean all that branding mm-hmm. and she must just be laughing all the way to the bank no truly <laughs> I would love to be like with her yeah just like comforting her being like you did it Taylor I'm so proud of you yeah and I do think that like industry wise like this will get the accolades that she's been looking yes for. I do think uh, an, a Grammy nomination could be in her in her future I I agree um okay let's dive into TV recap let's dive right in we only have to recap um P- Potomac but I want to talk about our schedule because like there's a lot of shows coming up so we're going to start recapping Kardashians this week I'm so excited Dancing with the Stars premieres tonight are we going to recap I know you like don't fuck with it okay I don't watch it but you know like I think that you should watch it and talk about it and also like I watched some shit too that you don't watch like Love Island I've been watching yeah. I'm on episode six because I have them all recorded and I know a lot of people are watching it right now it's so crazy I think more people are watching it because like there's less on TV yeah, right now and quarantine I watched season one but I don't think it like hit that big and it's such a strange show you know what's so funny is like I've been seeing it everywhere and people just like love it but you know what I've learned that like people have terrible taste yeah here's the thing about season two and even season one like it's not good but I felt like with season one like the first five episodes were like really boring I don't even know why I continued watching but then eventually like I kind of endeared myself to some of the people on the show and I enjoyed it like there was something there that I, I watched the entire season and I still like follow some of the contestants and Mm -hmm. like there was just something likable and this season like I'm on episode six and I'm just not there and maybe I'll get there but it's really not good and like the way that the show is it's like your least favorite kind of show it's like so American Idol like 
and the results after oh, the commercial. I can't. And then we come back after the commercial and they play like the last minute of what they played right before the commercial. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you took all of that junk out, the show could be 30 minutes. It's the, That's like what The Bachelor is. And that's my least favorite type of reality show when yeah. they don't respect your time. Yeah, it's really, really annoying. Thank God I can fast forward. But if I was watching live, like I don't think that I would be. And there are some like redeeming qualities. Like there are some interesting folks on it and they play the most amazing music. Like they oh, have good. the rights to literally every song and they play probably 10 songs in an episode and it's like it, it gives you feelings mm-hmm. that you don't feel towards these people speaking of i started watching rupaul vegas review which also has the most incredible soundtrack and i just want to say it's such a good spin-off they're basically um like taking six queens from different seasons who have just been like fan favorites um and putting together a vegas residency which like they should have had that's amazing long ago and the show is so good like I absolutely cannot stand Nebraska Thunderfuck it's so good Um, I'm only on episode two but TBG made me watch it and it's sensational like if you like Drag Race and you like All Stars like this is it's so good and also I need to go to Vegas now and see the the residency it starts back up in January it's at the Flamingo Hotel also what's so funny and actually what I do like about Love Island I'll say is one they're filming in Vegas so they're not actually on an island this year I'm sure because of like COVID Uh and whatnot and it's clear that like all the contestants quarantined and every safety precaution is being followed and they mentioned it on the first episode like everyone's been tested and we're fine and then like you're literally like watching a post-COVID world and it's honestly so nice but what because what's also crazy about Love Island is like they film the episodes during the day and they air at night and then America votes so it's like really it's in real time it's crazy how they turn it around yeah which is really cool um and so just to like watch these people like hugging and kissing and holding hands and like just living oh yeah I guess they can and they're in Vegas I mean they're sequestered to Dre's and the Cromwell um and they just like have rented out the whole rooftop at Dre's which is also cool and they Mm -hmm. made it look like the Love Island villa it really it's refreshing to see and I think that's why I'm enjoying it so much because it's like new fresh content that's not like masks yeah six feet apart like yeah because they all are quarantined now together yeah so you'll be recapping that we're also going to obviously recap Beverly Hills in New York this week because we we didn't get to recap last week but we'll just do it all together this week um and and there's just like tv starting up again I guess it's exciting it is exciting so you should watch Dancing with the Stars and share with the class excuse me bless you I'm also curious to see how they do that given like COVID like are they all quarantining together and dancing together yeah I don't know because I've been following Caitlin Bristow um and she's home well no she's not they give you like apartments oh 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 but it just looks like when I was I remember I was following really closely like Lauren Elena's journey last season and it looks the same as except like when she was in the ballroom she was wearing a mask I don't know if they're doing like a bubble but it doesn't seem yeah like a bubble yeah Cool. Mini bubble. Love a bubble. Um, Okay, let's dive into Potomac, which was actually a very fabulous episode, which is brought to you by Legacy Box. And please pay attention because I get a million DMs about this company being like, what was that company name again? Because when you need it, you can't remember it. So remember, Legacy Box. An ingenious mail-in service to have all those irreplaceable moments trapped on videotapes, camcorder tapes, film reels, and pictures converted to DVD or digital. Home movies can transport us back to unforgettable times. When was the last time you watched yours? We used to watch them all the time until we finally got them converted. And this was before we knew about Legacy Box. And it was such a drama. Like, we had to buy all this equipment from Best Buy. And if Legacy Box was around, we would have been in such better hands. 
Legacy Box is a way for you to easily and affordably digitally preserve your past. The process from start to finish is so easy. You pack and send your items, their team digitizes everything by hand, and then you enjoy. And you get back perfectly preserved digital copies on a thumb drive, DVD, or the the cloud, ready to watch, share, and enjoy. They've thought of everything. They even provide state-of-the-art tracking, and they send you updates every step of the process. Send your previous recorded moments to a company that you can trust and it's such an easy process they keep you updated the entire time and it's first of all just like a really good thing to have because we've evolved so much since like our time and like VHS and like those little tapes makes no sense um but also it's such a nice gift for someone who like cares about that kind of stuff which like most people do most people do like your parents your grandparents it's a really really nice gift um and I honestly just think it's like a genius concept for a company because it's like they solved a huge problem like at least I don't know if it was just us who like every weekend tried to watch their home videos and like failed completely every time yeah so if you want to get started preserving your past today go to legacybox.com slash toast to get an incredible 40% off your first order buy today and take advantage of this exclusive offer send it in when you're ready but you have to go to legacybox.com slash toast to save the 40% while supplies last again that's legacybox.com slash toast Thank you, Legacy Box. You guys check it out. Great gift for someone you love or just for yourself. Love it. Okay, Real Housewives of Potomac was a journey. I feel like we have been saying like the last three episodes have really been, I feel like we have been hoodwinked where it's like the preview is literally the last 30 seconds. Also, the last three episodes we've been saying this episode was okay, but next week looks so good. So I did feel like I got I got a good amount of stuff in this episode. I think there were two major things that happened. One was the conversation between Ashley, Giselle, and Candace where they kind of forked over the information. Yes, and I need to correct myself because last week I just assumed that they were going to tell her at dinner in front of everyone and I was just like, that's so messy and, and that's not cool. And I thought that that's not what happened in reality. And I thought that the way that they went about it was perfectly correct and like minimized the drama but like protected Ashley's feelings, yet it was still interesting. And so I really respect the way that they handled it. And I take back what I said because I was wrong in my prediction. I completely agree. I give a lot of the credit for how it was handled to Giselle. Like she was really like a very calm, cool, collected moderator. Yeah. I had a lot of respect for Ashley and how she responded. I feel like on Housewives, like I, I, this is a similar situation to like Luann. And Bethany and Tom, like when she's got the picture of him making out with yeah. someone at the Regency. Yeah. Um, and it's like Luann um, just like blew up. And I feel like a lot of times when like someone tells their friend that like they have information about their husband, they like become resentful and just don't listen to facts. And I, I was really, really impressed with Ashley's response. It was very calm but like concerned and she was gonna look into it and I loved how Candace was like you don't owe us like a follow-up on anything I just had a lot of respect for everyone in the situation agreed and then I had even more respect for and I don't even know if she needed to do this but the next day when they were like you guys were all talking and like being clicky and Ashley Ashley decided to share with the group what they shared with her and like she didn't need to do that because now it's a group conversation but it's like she just was being real yep And I had so much respect for her again. Agreed 100%. Now, where my respect kind of stopped was really upsettingly at Monique. And I love Monique, but she was so wrong. Like this episode. In which part do you think? She was like just super angry at the girls for like being clicky, I guess. And she thought they were being inconsiderate in her own house. But like what she's failing to recognize is like the fact that they're on a TV show and like these conversations, these scenes like need to be filmed, like regardless of if you're at someone's lake house and they weren't leaving anyone out. And even when she found out what it was about, like she should have just let go, but she didn't. 
Yeah, I mean, she definitely overreacted, but I will say, like, I can understand that feeling of, like, they're not just on a group trip that, like, Monique planned. Like, they're literally in her home. She made this, like, huge fire, and, like, they're in there for an hour, like, being what she perceives as clicky. She has no idea that, like, it's this major bomb that's But even when she found out. Even when she found out. Well, then she had a whole different approach, which was, like, you guys shouldn't have had that discussion because we shouldn't even be talking about each other's marriages. Well, that's fair. You know so, what? I could, and she's obviously speaking like about her own experience. On, on both points, it's like that's not what most people would have said or done. But like, I don't disagree with her completely. It's not how I would have handled it. But I also could understand like making this huge weekend. It's our last night. We're all outside. And like, these are three key players in the group, Giselle. And where is everyone? Like, I would be, I would be annoyed too, but like, obviously it doesn't come off looking good for her. No, I do feel like she just had a rough weekend. Like, first of all, the group was just being difficult and like complaining about her beautiful lake house, like the bugs, like they were just being annoying. And like, she like had to like babysit them in a lot of ways. And she had to be like so high energy to like keep the group momentum up. And you know what? Like, that's an exhausting place While to be. Well, it's also your birthday. Yeah. And then like her husband and like, I love Chris, like more than anything. I could watch a whole show about Chris. But he's not, like, they're they're obviously, like, having issues. And, like, she just wants him to be, like, more involved and, like, excited. And, like, that's just not him. So she was obviously just, like, having a rough weekend, which when it should have been, like, a fun birthday weekend. And I didn't agree with really anything she said this episode. Um, But I still love her. And I I respect the fact that she had probably a hard weekend. Yes, I agree. And I do think she's, like, definitely being a little tough on Candace and... It seems like next week is that week where they get into the Well, that's what fight. it seems like, but yeah, I will I'm sure not it'll be. be a, to be continued next week. Um, and I'm, even though I will, no matter what happens, like Monique, I absolutely adore. Yeah. And Candace, like, is not my cup of tea. I have a question, though. I'm going to have Monique's back. Please explain why the men drove up, like, three hours only to go home after lunch. I thought they were spending the night. I thought that, the, yeah, the trip was going to include them. I was kind of glad to be, like, done with the trip yes. and everyone was leaving. I guess it was a kind of a cute idea. Like, drive up, we'll have, like, a group brunch, and you'll go home. Just, like, a lot of work for A brunch. lot of work. But I do like when there's a trip and there's a way for the husbands to be involved because that never happens anymore. Honestly, this trip was, and by the way, it never happens because there's so few franchises where everyone is married or, yeah. like, has a partner. Um, I actually would have liked this trip maybe to have been a couple's trip because it was kind of a boring trip like up until this episode and this episode like wasn't even that great yeah I just think it's weird for like grown people to like couples all stay in a house together well the house I agree like if they were in a hotel it's totally different yeah but actually certain franchises like I love the husbands like I love the husbands in New Jersey like and actually they did that in New Jersey where they all stayed in the house together with their husbands and it wasn't weird yeah that's true but just the thought of like couples I don't know it's just something you do when you're like young but when you're old, like no but also you just see your fucking space think like, of the 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 setup like Wendy and there was Candace hardly were, enough rooms. were sharing a room so like were their husbands gonna sleep with it no that that's beyond weird conceivable all I'm saying is like I like New Jersey I actually really like the husbands of Potomac and I would have liked to see them maybe a little bit more maybe they come the night before but, but the, the whole layout of the, the trip made no, no sense no, no. the they're just, they couldn't have come the night before because the sleeping, there's not enough bedrooms right. for everyone to have their own bedroom. So, right. like, that's not a possibility. But, like, if they were at a local hotel, like, when they went to Nima Colon, the husbands could have been there. Yeah. But didn't happen. Didn't happen. But it was a good episode. I'm just, I'm, like, annoyed with the producers, like, for pulling our leg. But what is crazy is we thought the big bombshell of this season was going to be that text that Candace got, and then the bomb was diffused very quickly. And then it turns out there's, like, that all picture these other things that picture justice for gossip of the city who got that picture and put her watermark all over it yeah nuts 
yeah, that's nuts. And I just don't know how Ashley is going to be able to reconcile those things. But we know that now, today, she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. And so they're doing well. Yeah, well, she said on Watch What Happens Live, you know, God has mysterious ways. That is so crazy. It's so crazy. How is he going to, like, get his... Clearly, they make their way through this. Like, how is he going to make his way out of this? Which he does. How does he still have a business? Like... So much so much about this doesn't make sense to me, but, like, honestly, at the end of the day, I feel like it's pretty clear that, like, Ashley and Michael maybe have some sort of arrangement, but, like, he's so fucking messy that, like, the arrangement was meant to stay behind closed doors, but, like, him and his casino and his girl and his receipts, like, he has got to clean up his act because whatever arrangement is no longer private. Yeah. That is very true. And it's, like, Ashley's being understanding with the arrangement, but, like, don't push it. Don't push it in the casino, in the hotel room, okay? Yep. Don't push it. Yeah. Um, all right, so we'll stay tuned for that. Beverly Hills and New York are coming out this week. And, wow, Beverly Hills and New York are coming to an end. My week is going to free up. Yeah, but then OC premieres. Yeah. Mm. OC is already, like, the weakest link in the, in the Housewives chain. And now they're, like, doing, like, quarantine filming, corona. Like, it looks like they got a good amount of footage before it, though. Like, yeah. according to the previews. It just, like, I'm over it. Yeah, I'm over it, too. I don't know. This could be... I feel like every season it's, like... Why is OC still on the air? Maybe, like, put those, like, funds towards a new franchise. They shoot dead horses, like... Yeah. Also, Salt Lake City is premiering soon. Oh, let's talk about the trailer. I was excited. I was titillated. I was, dare I say, thrilled? Yeah. It looked very exciting. And I really liked how they're kind of, I think, taking this, like, religious angle. I mean, it reminds me of the first season of Dallas where, like, they took this charity yeah. angle. And they went a little too hard on it. But I just think it's, I mean, when you think of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, you're like, oh, everyone's going to be Mormon. Nobody's going to drink. But I think it's cool to have so many people in different, like, stages of Mormonism, like ex-Mormonism, new to Mormon, Jewish, converted to Mormonism. And then have, like, just people in other religions, like, how they all mesh. And there is this, like, very interesting story of one of the cast members who inherited this, like huge like church restaurant empire from her grandmother but in order to inherit it she had to marry her grandmother's husband her second, second hus- husband so not, not her, her grandfather, grandfather but her grandmother's second husband still so weird still so weird and like they've been married for 20 years and they have a kid together like and they're very happily married but you know what you the, can't judge like the, look at them the proof is in the pudding the proof is in the pudding that's like when i watch indian matchmaking like i know people were very like up in arms about like how controversial arranged marriages is even though it's not arranged marriage it was literally a matchmaker like it was not arranged marriage at all but they had the beginning of every episode like these um couples who were indian and who were set up in arranged marriages like and like old school arranged marriages like you don't have a choice like get in the car (laughs) (laughs) and they were so happily married and so cute and it was like you really just can't judge other people or their culture so like if you want to marry your grandmother's second husband like go for it yeah it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm really excited for that. So, yeah, it, it'll be an interesting uh, fall. I guess, like, fall is TV season. Yeah, they're filming Dallas. I've been seeing Cameron... Um, and Stephanie. Westcott. Yeah, posting a lot. Um, Cameron Westcott's also moving out of her house. Where is she going? I don't know. I really hope she's upgrading. Because, like, I always thought her house was, like, a little small. Um, even for though, her. For her. And, like, even though it's, like, so nice. I'm not saying... It's, it's still a mansion. Like, I'm saying for my rental apartment, okay? Like, it's still a mansion. And it's still really nice. But it's just, like, not what you expect from the Westcott's of Highland Park. Um, and it just... I just felt like she could do better. So I'm really curious to see where they're moving. But she's been moving. It's like a huge process. She's like on her Instagram story. It's like going through her closet. It's like making me want to cry. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. I'm excited to see where she moves. I know. Remember her Beaver Creek house? Like that was everything. We need to go there. Yeah, we do need to go there. I like her. 
I love her. So there's just like a lot of exciting TV and Housewives things happening. We will, of course, keep you updated on all of that. And I believe, if we don't have anything else to say... I believe that is all that she had written. She wrote it. It's done, you guys. Pens pens down. Pens down. Time's up. Thank you guys for watching. We're so glad to be back, by the way. We missed you guys so much. Thank you for all the support on Instagram and all the positive DMs. We really needed that positive energy. It's and we a felt very it. appreciated, very seen. Very appreciated, very seen. We hope you enjoy the rest of your day. We'll, of course, see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast. Hmm, I forgot. Again. The Millennium Morning Show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, The Millennium Morning Show, where we post videos on our YouTube Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. So if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. Give this video a thumbs up. Our YouTube videos are also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox. Our video podcasts are now also available on Spotify. So if you were listening on Spotify, you can now also watch on Spotify. So don't forget. And please, wherever you listen to podcasts, find us. The Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Have an amazing day, you guys. Shine bright like a diamond. We'll We'll see see you tomorrow. tomorrow. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.